Welcome, everyone, to another episode of that Special Moment podcast. I am Armand. Today, I have the pleasure to have on board Felix Lee, a man of multiple creative talents. Felix Lee, as he defines himself, is a product designer and tech entrepreneur whose purpose is to constantly reinvent the way humans experience the world around them and beyond. He will explain to you in a minute why he decided to dedicate his life to creativity. Without further ado, let's meet him. Felix, welcome to the show. This is a question that I usually start with. I have introduced you to the show, and I would like to know in your own words, who is Felix Lee? Thank you, Amat, for inviting me to your show. I'm incredibly honored to be here today. Thank you. My My name is Felix. My name is Felix and I'm based in Singapore. So I'm a product designer and a tech entrepreneur. And as you mentioned, my purpose is to constantly reinvent the world around us and beyond. Mm -hmm. I've always believed that humans should experience and wake up feeling inspired to do something greater than ourselves. And as a creative thinker, I dream and hope to build the largest and most impactful products and services so that people and humanity can advance forward. Now, growing up, I've always been thought that, you know, creative can change the world for the better. And if you have an idea and you implement it and you produce it, it can change the world. This is something that I've been brought up since I was young by my parents and including by my day-to-day activities. And I still deeply believe in that today, which is why I dabbled into design and the creative field of building products. Very interesting. It looks like uh, all the creative people are very, um, how you say that, excited to wake up the next morning. Uh, is it something specific to, um, to creative people? Well, I think, you know, as someone creative, I think you just, your mind is constantly filled with, hey, what can I do next? What can I do for people and the world around us? And I think, you know, it is always, for us, it's an innate nature of curiosity. It is, it is that innate nature of like, hey, we are just curious about what is next and what could be better. Like, you know, if we could just wake up each day feeling inspired and a little bit more excited and curious about how can we just make the world a little bit better? Mm-hmm. That is something that I think most designers and creative wake up to. And even I myself on a weekend, I do that a lot as well. All right. You mentioned your parents uh, earlier. Uh, are your parents also designers or they are in a completely different field? Well, my mom used to be a teacher and my dad, he's a baker. So, you know, it is a very completely different field from creative. But what I've learned from my parents is the values of hard work and gratitude and, you know, just being really resourceful, which is a huge part about being a designer. Now, mm-hmm. hard work has actually brought me a lot of, you know, in a way, personal achievements. I've been able to work hard and I'm very grateful for that. And brings me to my second point, which is gratitude, right? But as a designer, you have to be very grateful for a lot of things that you have designed, right? Like you cannot stop improving and you have to be grateful, but you have to count your blessings on the lives that you have helped change. And the final one is, of course, being resourceful. As a designer and creative, you want to be resourceful. You want to be able to, you know, learn new things. You want to meet new people. You want to be able to sort of, you know, do whatever it takes to get to where you want to be next. So these are some of the values that I've learned from my parents, uh, which I think has impacted me deeply 
as a designer and as a top tech entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it a dream of yours to be um, to be on your own, to be able to to shape your life, to shape your career? Well, I think, you know, like if you ask multiple people in my life, they would give you like different answers. And, you know, uh, but I think personally, you know, growing up, I have always been a very creative person. I've always... Which is why I started with engineering course. You know, I, I'm actually an engineering major. I wasn't in a design school. So people actually like kind of curious, like, hey, you know, what is this creative guy doing in engineering? Because engineering has always thought to be sort of like a little more, I would say, rigid, a little more mundane, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, but the way that I look at engineering and the commonalities between engineering and design is the ability to just say that, hey, look, we're solving problems, right? And yeah. when, when that, you know, when I went into engineering school, I realized that it was just, a massive like industry was like it was like so big and I truly enjoyed myself in engineering in mm-hmm. just solving the engineering problems but however I didn't felt like my creativity was actually fully realized in an engineering school because now think about it right you are working with components like electrical components mechanical components and you're always working around a same common thing you cannot really say that you invent like from scratch like something out of your imagination well you can but you know it is it is not something that you can really do from scratch because you are still using the existing components unless you want to design those components so what i did was that you know after classes i would go and study design i would learn design and that was the, my journey to you know start design so you know in, in initially I, i wasn't a designer but right now i am and i think the path that I was led on is always about, you know, that how do you express that creativity and how do you solve problems, feeling really inspired and excited. And I think design and creative work helps me, you know, powers in a way, empowers me as a person. Uh, Felix, uh, listening to you, uh, tell me something. Um, did, you, did you think that uh, becoming a creative was made for you or you were made for becoming a creator? Well, that was a really good question. And I, no one really asked me that. So <laughs> I, I, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, the, 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 the question is really interesting in its nature. And I would think that I, I think if you would ask me, I would say that I was made for creativity Uh, in any way, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think that creativity was made for me specifically because creativity, you know, everyone has like, you know, uh, different things, uh, you know, that they define as creative. Right. But for me, I think I was made, made to be creative or made to be a creative because of my upbringing since young, right. Like, you know, since young, I've been, I've been involved in all artistic things. I, I was, I, I learned the violin for 10 years. I was, you know, in a lot of drawing classes. I was in a lot of like creative work. I was studying even in my high school. I took this, uh, you know, this elective called design and technology. So even back then, I didn't know about it. But, you know, it's sort of like been molded into my identity. So I would think that, you know, in a way, I, I, I grew up being that. But it was just, you know, unconscious in a certain way, subconsciously. And 
that actually, you know, uh, in a way, create me to be this designer and creative that we have today here and as well as a tech entrepreneur, right? So I, I would like to think that way. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's been an exciting journey so far. You know, uh, it's been such a blessing to be able to create and build products that people love and really make a positive impact in their life. So yeah, I, I would I would definitely say that I was made to be a creative and I'm enjoying it. It's it's um it's very funny what you just uh, say before about the violin playing the violin because this is a school of uh, rigor and a rigorous school when you play a uh, music instrument. Okay, and normally when you start learning music, a big part of it, if you have the appropriate teacher, is always encouraging you to improvise when you're playing your instrument. Okay to come up with your own music. Do you believe that this uh, uh, fact of um, learning violin help you a lot now as a designer? I think it has helped me to have a better sense of taste. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, like, it has helped me to be, have a better sense of taste in terms of, like, just not just music, but the way that I look at contemporary arts or just arts itself. Uh, like, design itself is not... Art is more science than art, but to me, as a, as a musician, I, I, I am able to sort of have a lot of more empathy. I, I will be honest, musicians in, in, in this nature is a lot more emotional and we carry a lot more, you know, empathy. So like when people watch movies or like they listen to music, you know, as musicians, like, you know, you, we are able to empathize a lot. So for me, it's not unusual if I tear up during like, movies that are like touching scenes or like you know like nice music or whatever that is because we are able to relate very very deeply on an emotional basis in there and i think that has helped me a lot as a designer to be honest you know empathizing with people empathizing with situations and things and context um which is also part of the reason why you know i i want to solve the world you know most pressing issues like climate change really really deeply because it just as this innate nature you know, you just feel for everyone in this world just by looking at the picture, just by listening to them, just by listening to the music or whatever that is, I'm able to empathize really, really deeply. So I think, you know, um, music has really helped me in a lot of ways to be more empathetic, to be definitely, you know, um, I would say more creative in any sense. You know, you want to improvise on your music. You know, you got to do that and you got to do that really smoothly without people realizing it. And you got to do that, in, I would say, in a really subtle way, but yet artistically beautiful. So this is yeah. something that, that I've learned a lot from, from music as well. Good. And Felix, now tell me about uh, the, the difficulty of uh, becoming a creative uh, personality. And on top of that, being able to live from your craft. So I would like to know how difficult it, it was. And I'm speaking about uh, the perceived difficulty because every one of us says, um, have a, um, I used to say that, an idea of I will be doing that, but I think this is how difficult it will be. And then when you actually are doing it and becoming this person you want to become, uh, the the level of difficulty normally is quite different. How was it for you? Well, I think, you know, it's always about the mentality, right? I, you know, more than just music, I was a sports person, you know, mm -hmm. I represented 
I represented Singapore in you know inline skating, which is like rollerblading, um, in on an international scale. So I've yeah. I've competed for my country as a sports person as well. You know, and and I think you know the way that I look at a career or just in terms of being a creative and you know taking like such a um sort of like you know in a way that you say change is that it's always that mentality, right? Like you tell you got to tell yourself that you can do something. And you got to tell, believe in yourself. Like no one is going to believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. So you mm-hmm. first, you have to achieve that self-belief, right? Second is you got to be self-aware. Like, look, is this for you? you? Why are you doing this? Like you, you better not be doing it for financial gains. <laughs> this is all I can say, right? You got to do it because it inspires you, because it, it lights up your life, because, you know, it excites you every single day. Like, I could go to your bed, I could give, you know, I could wake you up and you can tell me the same exact thing that you love that. Like you're, 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 you're set for that. Right. So you've got to have that. You can't be doing something because someone else has tell you that you should be doing it. You can't be doing something because the government tells you it's the right thing to do. You've got to make the choice of your own. So I think that is the most powerful thing that anyone can have, you know, firstly, be self-belief, you know, believe in yourself. Second, be self-aware. Right. And, the, the last one that I want to mention is that you've got to work hard, right? You, you've got to be willing to put in the work. No one, everyone starts from somewhere in life, like, you know, in work or wherever you are, everyone starts from somewhere. So you've got to be willing to put in the work every single day, you know, wake up early, you want to sleep late or whatever that is, you know, your choice, your fight, but you've got to be willing to work hard. And, you know, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. And, you know, he he taught us something very important, right? He's one of those great athletes in, in our lifetime that taught us something very important. Is he in his words, you know, in his way is the Mamba mentality, right? That that you are willing to work harder than anyone else in the room. You might not be the most, I don't know, smartest or whatever that is, but you gotta be the hardest working person in the room. I remember telling my I think one of my friends and I said, look, whichever room that I step in. I want to be the hardest working person. I want to be the person that put in more work, right? Even if I'm the most talented guy in there, I still want to be able to put in the most work that I can. So having that mentality, that lion, that, you know, that hungry mentality, that is something that's going to drive you forward no matter what. Uh, can you define what is for you putting, putting the work? Because there is people which are uh, putting a lot of work, a lot of effort, but doesn't have much of a result. Well, you got to be patient, man. You got to be patient. Like you, you got to be really patient. You can't be like, "Hey, look, it's been one year. Where, where am I seeing my gains?" Like, come on, it's, it's a long term game. We are all playing an infinite game here, right? Like mm-hmm. you have, you have, you know, you have to be patient enough to see through things. You can't be short term. Right? You can't be short-term. Like, if results is all you are chasing after, you are probably not passionate about something. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? This is the most honest thing that I'm going to put here on this podcast. Is that if, if you're asking yourself, look, when am I getting my rewards? Or when am I getting my returns? And you're probably mm-hmm. not passionate about that thing as you thought you were. Then you've got to rethink about that part of self-awareness. So, don't chase for results. Chase for fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is that is my my thought to you. All right, and when chasing for fulfillment, how do you know you're um, 
pursuing the right path and you, that you are not mistaken. As long as you're happy, as long as you know that this is something that is powering every single day, as long as it feels like, you know, this is something that you want to do for the rest of your life and you just can continue doing it and even improving yourself. I think that is something that, that, I, that I'll be happy for everyone who is able to find that. Like, just be happy. Just mm -hmm. be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Do something that you want and say that, look, I'm happy doing this. This is something that I want to do. And I, and I get a sense of fulfillment out of it. Let me um, now switch a little bit of topic. I know that uh, you're very much uh, a thought after a keynote speaker. How did you become a, a keynote speaker in the first place? And now um, and the second one is uh, how do you become so so uh, in demand for your speak, uh, speaking uh, uh, endeavor? You know, I think... The, a lot of times is really just trying to feed, you know, like I say, first two things always self-belief and self-awareness, right? I believe in myself deeply, you know, in a lot of things. And most importantly, that I'm passionate and I'm curious and I want to continue learning and giving. And just most importantly, like creating new things. Right. The second is self-awareness, right? You got to know who you are. People, everyone is unique. You know, so just be yourself. You got to know who you are and people will start coming to you. You know, to me, it's, it's about the, having that personality of your own. Embrace that and be able to speak up your mind, right? Speak mm -hmm. your mind, speak your heart. And people would love that. People would love to hear that, you know. So for me, if you ask me, how do I get all this speaking engagement? How do I get involved in all this? I would tell you, I'm being myself. And, mm -hmm. and people love to see a genuine self. People always love that. So my, my take on that is, you know, just be yourself. For me, I, 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 I'm being myself right now. I'm being authentic and people want to hear things that are authentic and genuine. Mm -hmm. Because frank, truth to be told, in a world like this, we don't actually get a lot of authenticity or, or, or you know, genuine conversations these days. So just be yourself, be genuine, be authentic. All right. This is the the main advice you will give to anyone who would like to um, to pursue and to be um, a keynote speaker of, um, of any relevance, right? Exactly. So just be yourself, the right people come to you and make sure and just be able to sort of, you know, make sure that you want to speak your mind in front of a larger group of audience, like, I don't know, TikTok or, you know, Snapchat, Facebook, mm -hmm. whatever that is, um, be able to put yourself out there as well. Uh, that is important so that people can hear what you're saying. So the bigger the crowd, the better. Yeah. And, and how do you start? Because it's, it's intimidating to be speaking to a big crowd. Well, if you, if you believe in yourself... I, 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 don't, I don't think it's hard to start, honestly. Like, if you believe in yourself enough, starting wouldn't be a problem because the only reason why you're afraid is you're probably afraid of criticism or people say, giving their opinions about you. But if you have so much self-belief, I don't mean self-confidence, right? Because self-confidence can, you know, don't lead to overconfidence. So have self-confidence as well, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you have self-belief, it would then lead to self-confidence. And you wouldn't be afraid of all these things. You would just take it as a learning opportunity or whatever that is. 
So, like I say, if you if you don't think you're ready, you're probably still afraid of people's opinion. You're still afraid of judgment. Leave all those behind. Just you know, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a specific question now that I love very much. Okay, um, go for it. I, I would like to know what it is more uh, difficult to overcome or more paralyzing. Is it the fear of failure or the fear of success? Yeah. So, you know, the the fear of let's talk about the the the, the fear of failure, right? Because that, that is a big part of 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 the, of a topic. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't know me, right, I'm a design lead now in GoTrade. Um, I I am a co-founder of you know the amazing design people list, and previously I co-founded a couple of startups. Yeah. Um, and then one of it was successful. It was packed dead. It was acquired. And then recently, you know, the amazing design people is, which is now the world largest design community. And, you know, I'm, I'm joining GoTrade as well as a design lead, you know, um, where it is from Y Combinator. So these are very big names, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to me, what people don't see was what happened a few years back, like years back, right? Like a few years yes. back as well. Like, and even like, you know, my day-to-day life or whatever that is, um, is that you got to understand there will be, there will be lessons that you learn. Like, by the way, you, you will start to realize that I, I, I don't use the word like failures a lot because I look at them as learning lessons and learning opportunities. So you will realize that there are a lot of learning opportunities along your journey, right? You got to be thinking positively about all these steps along the way, you know, right? mm-hmm. treat, treat this as learning opportunities. Don't name it as something else. Call them learning opportunities. Call them your ladders. Call them your steps. Right. Because this is what's going to get you to the next level, right? If you're afraid to take that step, how are you going to get to the next level? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's about overcoming that fear. The only reason why, like, you know, back to the same point, the only reason why you're afraid of that is because you're afraid of judgment. Look, if there's no one around you that could judge anything, probably do anything you want, right? You, You will do anything you want, like whatever you want, but there's a certain level of things that you still care about that you are afraid of getting judged, right? What is wrong staying in a humble home? Look, I didn't come, come from a, from a so rich family or well-to-do family. I, I love my family. You know, we're, we're, we're comfortable, right? And to me, it's about embracing all these different facts and be able to say that you, first you believe in yourself, you're self-aware and you are chasing after what you want be patient and ignore all the judgments. And I think learn, learn to look at things from a point of I'm learning something new. It, it, there is always something new that I'm learning. I'm learning that every single day. So to me, don't be afraid of failure. Look at them as learning opportunities. And of course you want to do that, you know, as fast as possible so that you can grow as fast as possible as well. So yeah, these are learning opportunities that makes someone grows into a better human as a better person. And for me, same thing, human person, most importantly, designer, creative and tech entrepreneur. That is something that I value. And we want to talk a little bit about the other one that you mentioned, which is success. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would think that they're not afraid of success, uh, which is, you know, is something that I think a lot of people would, would, would say, um, but I think you've got to be ready for that as well. You've got mm-hmm. to be ready to be able to embrace that because 
success is defined by the way that people look at you. Um, and there is a certain responsibility that you, that you uphold when you are, when people look at you in, in, in that light, uh, you've got to be able to be a role model for others. You know, you've got to be able to, I mean, I'm not trying to put pressure on anyone here or myself or, you know, whoever that's listening to this podcast. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that you've got to be ready to handle that. You know, you've got to be ready to be a role model for people because they now look up to you. So you want to be able to have the right values, you know, be responsible with, with the things that you do and the things that you say, uh, which is, which is going to be really, really important for the days to come. So, yeah, you know, um, I would say that's something that, that you want to be ready since day one. Uh, stick to your values, be the right person, be truthful to yourself. And, and I think everyone, uh, you know, would be ready when, when they're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, looking back to what you have achieved so far, all right. Um, you need in your area to succeed um, you need a lot of self-confidence. You mentioned it, all right, before. How do you nurture this self-confidence? How do you build your self-confidence? Do you have a recipe for that? Well, not necessarily a recipe, but I have some, I don't know, tips. Pointers. The first one I would say, yeah, the first one that I would say would be be a part of a community that supports you. Be a part of a family or a group that supports you in what you do. That is very important to build your self-confidence because you need a strong support system. A community is part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you can belong somewhere. That is powerful. That is truly, truly powerful. So, you know, have a strong support system. That is vital to build up your self-confidence. Second, I would say, you know, it takes time to build up, you know, do certain activities, start to speak to more people. Mean, you know, just be able to step up of your comfort zone. Everything is in the mind. A lot of things is just in the mind. So be ready to step up of your comfort zone. Tell yourself that you can do this. You know, eventually you, you will be able to step up of there and, and do that. So a lot of things are in the mind. I can't advise that. But you got to start believing in yourself first. Take the first step out. And uh, following on that question, uh, how do you train uh, yourself to improve the professional and the man? Professional and the sorry, man. Can I? So, so okay. how do you do you do you uh, train yourself uh, as Felix, the man, and how do you train okay. yourself, Felix, the professional designer? How do you so improve as a, yourself as a, as a person? Well, I definitely don't try to like you know. Uh, in a way, like, you know, try to be anyone else. So I'm just going to be myself as real as possible right here. Um, the, 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 as a person, I do a lot of things. I'm curious in my nature. So I meet a lot of new people which mm-hmm. are related to my career, which is related to design, creative, tech. I also meet people who are outside of creative design and tech. Mm-hmm. So that is as a person, you know, I'm always very curious, even as a person, if you realize, not just as a designer. Right. And, and next is that I do exercising. I want to make sure that I'm physically fit. And next is that I do meditation. So I'm, I meditate almost, you know, basically every single morning, uh, mm-hmm. the moment I wake up, you know, and that really helps me as a person to, you know, gain clarity in what I'm doing. And of course, you know, be very mindful of my day-to-day life. So 
you know, when I was in army, they have this thing, you know, strong body, strong mind, and strong heart, right? Strong body means that you're physically fit. Strong mind, it means that you have the mentality. You have that mentality to say that you want to be the, the, of this level. And next is that strong heart. You have to have that, you know, that, that sort of like mental well-being as well, that your heart is ready to do something and stuff, which is why meditation helps me a lot, right? So that is on a personal basis. On a, on a career basis, on a professional basis, you know, I, I read books that are related. I, I, same thing, I meet people in the industry. I also try to learn new skills, you know, every month or so, I will try to learn, pick up some micro skills and, even during my day-to-day job, I'm learning a lot as well. You know, like, hey, look, I don't know how to do this, but I'll tell my, my, my the people that I'm working with, say, okay, just give me maybe one week or so over the weekends, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll go and study about it and I'll, I'll learn during my job. It's important that you don't stop learning and don't stop being curious. That is, you know, like I cannot emphasize that enough. That is so important that you have to continue being, being curious just go out there and learn even your day-to-day job. No, no one gets in the job be like, hey, I got this job. Now I'm just going to apply what I have. No such thing, man. You've got to learn on the job. And that is important. So that is, that is my advice and that is my take. And also that is my point of view of, of how I grow as a person and as a professional. It's very interesting what you just said because you, you hit an, a nail on the head there. Because in uh, uh, the school system, So just teach you the opposite. Go to school, get your diplomas, and uh, off you are. Like, uh, hey, you've learned everything that uh, you need to learn. You don't need to do anything. And you mentioned also something which is very important. You tell me, told me that you read a lot of books. Um, how, many, how many books do you read in, in a year to give a, a sense to our audience? Well, I, I, I can't count the books a year but i'll tell you like a month i try to read around two to three uh three if i have time two mm-hmm. i try to do, do two uh these days i try to use what we call headway some people are using some other place uh things so headway is an app you know i'm not promoting for anyone but uh what they do is that they summarize up a book for you and they make it into sort of like an audio version or like a summarized version of like a 15 page kind of thing so now these days you know if i were to count headway as a book that I read, I would probably be reading one book per day if headway is counted. But physical book, you know, yeah. two books, three books, you know, per month. Yeah, yeah. which uh, to nowadays standard is a lot from main, uh, for most of the population, which maybe reads one or even not even one book per, per year. Yeah, for sure. I would highly recommend using those apps that, uh, that sums up the story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because more than often not, there's a lot of contents in a book that you don't actually need to be honest. So you just want to be able to get the important pointers and learn out of that. Yeah. So for me, but I still prefer physical books because it's, it's, it's nice to feel this is real. Um, but other than that, I, you know, having a summary of 15 pages or whatnot mm-hmm. and audio, uh, is always, always very, very authentic as well. And something that I recommend if you do not have a lot of time. Right. Thank you very much. Um, tell me, did you find your purpose in life? Can you say that now, Felix? Yes, I can say that right now. I have found my purpose in life. I, I'm in pursuit of constantly reinventing the way that we experience the world around us and beyond us mm-hmm. through design and technology. So I'm in pursuit of that. That is my purpose. 
and I'm I'm very grateful to be to be able to do great work that impact lives of others and you know on a day to day basis. So that is something that I'm truly grateful for. Now um, another question that I love very much is which is the following: What it is like to be you, Felix? <laughs> oh, you know, you could, you could, you could, you know, I, I recently, a couple of days ago, finished my military service in Singapore and I wrote a reflection blog. Have you managed to read that somewhere? Have you seen it? No. Right. So for anyone that is listening to this, this as well, you know, I would highly recommend you to read that. Uh, it's a, it's a reflection that I, that I, that I put it out. Yeah. Uh, it's very personal. It's, it's very emotional. It's very personal. It's deep as well. Uh, I would recommend people to read that because I don't usually share my personal life a lot, but this is yeah. the first time that I'm sharing that. Um, you would probably get a sense of what it feels like to be Felix there. Um, it is always a, a balance between being in a pursuit of your purpose, which is something that guides me in my life and versus how do you actually be a friend, a boyfriend, a man, a son, and I think a, a human being sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it is always that balance of how do you have that personal life being and versus being professional. Because I love my work. It is a part of me. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you want to be able to, you know, give time and that kind of attention to people around you as well because relationships matter a lot. So, you know, uh, if people ask me what is it like to be me, I would say, well... Um, yeah, firstly, look at my calendar. You know, it's kind of busy. Um, uh, but I say that, you know, I enjoy my work. So, yeah, that is, that is what it's like to be me. I enjoy my work. You mentioned this special um, uh, opening of your heart and this special piece that uh, you wrote about you. Where, where can it be found? So you can find it on my LinkedIn and right. also on my medium, on my medium as well. Yeah. Okay, good. Fantastic. Tell me, Felix, now, is there a topic uh, you would like to share with the audience uh, that is close to your heart, but that we haven't touched in the show so far? Well, I think something that is truly close to my heart, you know, two things is, is first about, you know, relationships in, in mm -hmm. general, like, relationship with the people around you. I think that is, that is something very close to my heart. Um, and second would be the world in terms of sustainability. Um, that is something that I always advocate for and I've always been wanting to do something about it. Yeah. So these are the two. Um, if you want to start, I, I can definitely you know, say something about it. It's, I, I, it's going to be short. Yeah. And uh, a specific question that, you, yeah. that I did not ask. And you would have loved, I ask you. Um, I think I, I don't have any for that. Yeah, you know, you have asked really great questions uh, on a very mm -hmm. career and personal basis. And I really love those questions. So I, I, I would say it's, it's, an, it's an amazing uh, chat conversation so far. So I, I wouldn't have anything to add on, on that. Thank you very much, Felix. So now, uh, just on more personal level for you, for the people interested to know more about you, uh, your work, uh, if they want to hire you, um, find more information about you, uh, where can they find this information? Maybe website, social media, you name it. Right. 
So I, I mean, I'm not available for hire right now. I'm leading the design at Go Trade, so that's where I'm working at right now. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Felix Lee. You know, just search Felix Lee, and you will see my face there. Um, that's one. And then I was also on Medium, so you can follow me on Medium. I write articles there. So these are the main two channels. And if you are a designer or a creative, you can follow me on Dribble as well. Same name, Felix Lee. Uh, you will be able to find me. Right. Thank you very much for that. So, Felix, as you know, I love to speak to individuals that help inspire people to improve their life, which is very important. And you are one of those people. So for that, I'm very grateful. And I thank you very much for coming, as it was really a special moment to have you on the show. And I wish you the very best for you, your family and friends. Thank you so much, Amal. I can't express how grateful I am for you reaching out to me for, for, to be on this podcast and for you organizing everything. And I, and I truly wish you and your family and your loved ones, you know, all the best. Stay safe during this period of time and especially for also people listening to this. Mm-hmm. I thank you for listening to the end and, you know, thank you for having me here. My pleasure. And once again, thank you very much indeed, Felix.